For some of us, when life feels out of control, leaning into astrology may help us regain a sense of purpose and control. And lately, I've needed that. If you're like me, then you may have seen that 2024 is supposed to be a big year for most, perhaps even all, of the zodiac signs. Well, that really piqued our interest, and so we reached out to our favorite astrologer, Valerie Messa. In today's episode, she walks us through each of the zodiac signs, starting with Aries, and shares what each sign can expect to experience this year. Let's dive in. So, Valerie, you are our favorite, favorite astrologer, hands down. Uh, You very well are my most favorite podcast guest. I am so excited to talk to you. I... uh, I have been, I said this to you and Carolyn already, um, I have gotten way, 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 way into astrology, like a whole new level of it in the last month or so, and I keep reading about how 2024 is supposed to be a big year. So So. we want to know what's in store for 2024, like just big picture, but then if you can give us a few tidbits for each zodiac sign just to get us a little excited bradley is coming off a rough 2023 real rough 2023 yeah we kind of need some we need to get geared up for 2024 i'm with you guys and i am blushing for that intro so thank you so much and you guys are also some of my favorite people to talk to and i'm just so grateful to be here really thank you for always um calling me to be on here with you guys i love what you guys do and stand for Um, and it is a very big year. And I, you know, sometimes even for me, I think of the way that we spoke last year and it was a big year and the year before that. And I mean, we're already in 2024 and 2020 was just right before the pandemic. So like, we're just like, when is it getting better? Mm -hmm. Um, we were just talking about that earlier and it's not that I'm saying that it's not going to get better, but I think it might need to change more and before it gets to that place where I guess we're meant to be as a collective and for so many different reasons, I mean, things that I wouldn't even be able to explain, but I think one of the biggest takeaways of 2024 and oddly enough, we're speaking right before it's happening. Well, tomorrow the sun is going to join Pluto in Aquarius. And even though we're starting a brand new season, what makes this season, and I, I literally made this a title of one of my articles the other day, but it's anything less, it's anything but ordinary. Um, Aquarius is a sign that has everything to do with eccentricities, our unique uh, gifts, our inner genius, how we bring those unique attributes to the rest of the world and how we contribute uh, those gifts to society for the greater good. But with Pluto in the mix, Pluto is the planet of death, rebirth, destruction. Just to give you guys an example for reference, because as astrologers, we always look at patterns of time in order to determine and sort of like read and and kind of predict what's going to happen. The last time we had Pluto and Aquarius, which was a very small prelude, was March, between March and June of 2023. So if you guys can look back at that time or like at your agenda or social media even what was happening in your life then to sort of get a tiny little prelude of what's to come but i don't like that look at (laughs) (laughs) that wait that was the last time that pluto was in aquarius 
no. last year, right? For like three months. Yeah. March or like three to four months. However, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius and we could look at it like at a larger scale was in the late 18th century. Oh, oh. That is what is known as the age of the revolution. Pluto is a, is a planet of power. Aquarius is a sign that has to do with the people. So this is going to be a time, even though it starts between now and 2043, 2044, it's going to be a long time. And here's the thing, too. We're going to Pluto be in it that long? To... That what? I'm sorry? We're going to be in it that long? So before we go all the way through with it, it's going to re-enter Capricorn one more time in September because it's retrograding. Then it's going to go back into Aquarius in November of this year, and it's going to stay there. So just to give you an example, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. Mm. So before we even get into what Pluto and Aquarius can bring, I think it's so important that we really look at the themes of Capricorn and the themes of Pluto, keeping that in mind that Pluto is a planet of renewal, of rebirth, of purging. And when we think about Capricorn, we're talking about structures. We're talking about hierarchies. I mean, our government, how we look at the world, how we even look at hierarchies in the workplace. I mean, there's so many people now who are working remotely, who are working for themselves. A lot has crumbled, a lot has transformed, and a lot has changed when it comes to our foundation and our personal and professional structures. Um, Capricorn can also embody the role of the father archetype, so like the father within ourselves, maybe that's going a little too deep, but I feel like we've kind of had a lot of, of changes and a lot of uh, insights that have come, you know, for us throughout this journey, like since 2008, um, this could be in relationships, this could be with your professional life, what has crumbled, what have you built? Because before we now head into Aquarius, and I want you to think of Aquarius, I always refer to it as like a Tomorrowland in Disney. Okay. You know, okay. it's that futuristic, it's techie, it's innovative. Capricorn is more traditional, more based on like the past, like stuff that's like foundational, fundamental. What have you built and created for yourself since 2008? And how have you stepped into your sense of authority and where have you reconnected with your power where it was once perhaps taken away from you and you didn't even know it? Like, I know it's a lot to like reflect on and process right now, but those are the types of things you want to think about before we kind of like leap forward into this Pluto and Aquarius, okay. even though most of these transits make sense in hindsight anyway, because they're so massive. Um, which I can tell you guys what Pluto and Aquarius could bring after, but I don't want to like keep rambling case okay can we can i ask a quick question before we start to talk about the the uh, like the different zodiac signs is you yeah. said that between march and june of 2023 yes what was happening with pluto pluto was in aquarius it was a little mini okay, briefly mm -hmm. we're about to re-enter that okay yeah so okay so we're recording this on january 19th tomorrow's when it happened she said that's one of the biggest days of the year is there anything in particular we should expect tomorrow or, or. Well, yeah, okay. Should so I just we, stay home? And, and this is something that we could also consider in the long term, right? Because even though it's happening tomorrow, I think one of the most fascinating parts about tomorrow and funny enough, it's happening today, but I don't want to confuse you guys right now. The sun 
which is a symbol of the self, the ego, our physical identity. Okay. It's at the last degree of Capricorn as we're speaking today, right now, because we're about to, Pluto's about to enter Aquarius. Aquarius comes after Capricorn and the sun is also about to enter Aquarius, right? But what makes tomorrow so different is that Pluto entering this sign for the first time in such a long time, even though we already had a preview of it, it's not typical for that to happen together with the sun. And this is going to be a silly example, but I want you to think about Pluto as the Wednesday archetype. And I actually referred to this um, in an article I wrote for Cosmic Fusion. You guys check out that app if, if you like astrology applications. Um, Wednesday has that like macabre, gothy vibe. Did you guys watch Wednesday on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. then her her roommate Enid Sinclair, she kind of embodies the sun. Those are two like polar opposite frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they're both entering a sign that has everything to do with community, technology, social media, uh, our sense of belonging in the world, tomorrow could be the beginning of something that could potentially last for a long time and we will be talking about for a long time because like i said pluto moves slowly a lot of these uh, energies make sense in hindsight but i think one of the main takeaways for this and i feel like a lot of us are already thinking about it is what am i contributing to the masses for the greater good what is my role in the world and i feel like so many people are there right now and i'm not trying Mm -hmm. to speak on everyone's behalf but I feel it in my body, first of all, as an astrologer is weird. I just feel stuff sometimes. And I, and then when I speak to people, a lot of people are at this like precipice of like this renewal within themselves. Because here's the thing too, Aquarius energy is so futuristic. It's almost like a new world is being birthed around us, but also within us. Because it's all connected. The energy we put out ultimately affects the world around us. You know, you show up one way, it's going to be a ripple effect. But it's almost like these new frequencies are are coming our way. And we're feeling this anticipation of like, I'm going somewhere. And I know that's going to be completely different from where I've been. And I don't know what that is, but mm-hmm. I'm on my way. Like, we're ready for liftoff kind of thing. I kind of feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, this is... Too, it's the craziest thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So should we go through the zodiac signs? Yeah. Can you, you give us like just a few tidbit, like few takeaways for each zodiac sign? You want me to start with Libra? <laughs> <laughs> no, start wherever you want. Yeah, start wherever you want to start. The Aries is the first. I'll start okay. with Aries. Okay, go with Aries. That's fine. All right. So Aries, one of the biggest, I'm going to try to make this short as we, I'm going to do three takeaways, try to quick. Uh, first takeaway, you have the North Node in your sign, which is we where we are collectively headed. The North Node is similar to saying the North Star. We always have like a North Star, a North Node in the sky. This lasts about two years. It's a karmic point in the birth chart and in the sky. Aries, this is a year where you're really stepping into your autonomy and you're standing firm in your truth and taking the lead. And when we think about Pluto being an Aquarius, this is where you're also making very big, profound changes when in regards to your community affairs, the people you associate with, 
and your sense of belonging in those networks and those groups. Do you feel like you resonate with those places? Do you feel like you still belong there? Have you outgrown these uh, communities? Um, I really think it's a, it's a year of surrender, but at the same time, it's a year of self-empowerment. So I'll wow. drop it there, yeah, I guess. Wow. Okay. Who's next? next? Oh my God. I just want you guys like on, like on my shoulders because you make me feel good right now. I'm like, I was like, well, I'm like, I just want to carry Carolyn Briley just like be my hype women forever. <laughs> any day, Valerie, any day. Any day. And we are I coming to Miami at some um, point to find you. Oh, we are. We are just oh God, to visit I, you. For Taurus, Taurus, one of the biggest changes for you this year have to do with, has to do with how you take charge and everything that has to do with like your public persona, how you're viewed, your reputation. Um, I want to say also like, if you had a foundation or a belief system that, that was kind of dogmatic or a little bit rigid, your views and your panorama of the future are changing. And I feel like that's also affecting what you're choosing to take on when it comes to career and professional goals and your professional life. Um, and I also think you're having to set boundaries and, and be realistic with yourself when it comes to your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. Like what is reality and what is just something that you've been idealizing and isn't necessarily realistic. Okay. Gemini. Uh, Gemini. 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 Okay, Gemini. Gemini's are really solidifying their professional role and their public persona same similar to the way that Tauruses are having to really uh get clear on what their goals are and if they're realistic i feel like for gemini's their sense of authority they're coming they're coming into their own and i feel like it's a new beginning for gemini this year when it comes to the people that they surround themselves with and uh I feel like it's going to be a year where they connect with like-minded individuals that inspire them and help them figure out what it is that they actually want to do uh, for the future. And I know there's a lot of like futuristic themes, but we are incorporating the essence of like Pluto and Aquarius. And I think that one of the biggest transformations that are occurring for Gemini, having said that, is the way that they see the world, their outlook, their belief systems, what they... Uh, how their outlook, right? Are they afraid to venture into the unknown? Is there like a new education or a new skill that they want to obtain and research? There might be a lot of Gemini's that are kind of like stepping outside of their comfort zone when it comes to what they want to study and what they're curious about this year. Like and that's that. a good thing for them. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, right. Gemini's, that's a cool one for Gemini's. So for Cancers, this is a year of, uh, I speak for myself, it's really about letting go of the people pleasing, letting go of compromising and staying in commitments, friendships, relationships, because you feel like you owe certain things to people. This could be family, this could be actual relationships, personal relationships. I feel like there's a lot of focus, inspiration, and a big push when it comes to a Cancer's career, uh, notoriety, their their persona. Um, I feel like Cancers are taking risks in the public eye this year, doing things they've never really done before. And 
their their relationship, their intimate unions as well. That's where like the deep transformation is coming through, just because Pluto is going to be entering Aquarius. Um, you know, that's a, that's a tough one for me to even speak on because again, it's such a complex topic that I can have like my own predictions of what Pluto and Aquarius can bring for every sign, but it's one of those things. Pluto is the Lord of the underworld. It's something that is almost still hidden from us, but I do feel like it's going to involve their mergers, uh, their exchanges and their attachments, whether it be financial or romantical or the people that they exchange energy with hmm. for cancer. Wow. That feels like a lot for cancers. So wait, yeah. they're going to like lose an attachment in some one yes. of those areas? You know how like they're kind of like releasing that need to people, please? I also feel like they're finding their freedom and their power within their exchanges now. Um, cancers have done a lot of work in their relationships, but I feel like when it comes to the people that they are committed to, maybe it's work, maybe it's personal stuff, like it needs to be built upon a foundation where they can be completely themselves, where they have that freedom, um, to be exactly who they want to be, mm. that kind of vibe. Interesting. I like that. Now that, that's the freedom to be exactly who they want to be. That's yes. That is very inspiring. Okay, uh, Leo. For Leos, oh, Leos. Um, <laughs> Leos, you guys, they're going to have Pluto sitting directly across from them now because Pluto's entering Aquarius, which is their seventh house of relationships, commitments, uh, significant others. This could be best friends. This could be the people that you you know, you know, connect with or that you feel like, oh, I have to show up for this person you are in the process of discovering a brand new version of yourself with the North Node in Aries. I feel like you're feeling bold. I feel like you're feeling audacious and you're in the mood to take risks, whether it be for education, entrepreneurship, but there is a lot of changes that are going to be occurring with your relationship uh, dynamics. That's just inevitable for Leos. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, good okay. luck, Leos. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Leos. Yeah. Um, for Virgo, mm. Virgos are Virgos are very much like they're taking a closer look at everything from the way that they've unconsciously sabotaged themselves within their commitments, like by committing to certain things to look a certain way. Cause, and here's the thing, I'm getting a little dark because I mean, it is Plutonian, but I think Virgos are so devoted and they're all about being of service that now it's Virgos turn to be like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. Like, why have I been giving so much of this to this connection or to this commitment? Um, does it truly resonate with me? at a soul level. I think there's a lot of uh, transformation and changes happening for Virgo when it comes to their day-to-day -day lifestyle, their mindfulness, their health habits, um, and their workplace, like the arena of their workplace and who they work with. I feel like they're going to be working with brand new technology and like stuff that, that that's going to require a lot of like learning and things like that. I'm also seeing that for Virgo. Hmm. Yeah. Like stepping out of their comfort zone a little bit with their day to day and their work routine and the people they work with. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Glad that's 
Not okay. you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do that this year. I don't want to learn a lot of new technology right now. Well, she hasn't gotten to us okay, yet. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. We're on Libra now. So just as a um, reminder, Briarly and I are both Libras. So. Yes. Yes. You so, should see us try and pick a place to go to dinner together. It is impossible. Impossible. The indecision. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's why well, we never go want? anywhere well, different. You, but what do you want? But what are you craving? But what do you want? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Story of our life. You guys need to like you it's not in a it's just a Libra, it's a, like a duality. Like you guys need to be able to like speak on something for the echo. Like the echo is something that you very much need, and it's not like in a negative way. Like it's refreshing. Like, well, what are your thoughts on this? But yeah, the getting to go to dinner is funny. Um, so you guys have the south node in your sign. This is what is considered, uh, some people call it the dragon's tail. There's a lot of shedding of your snake skin. There's a lot of release and, and both positive and negative. And I say positive and negative because there are positive attributes that you're starting to embrace through the release of those negative attributes. And that could be also related to compromising, compromising your values, compromising your uh, desires, um, whatever the case may be, that whatever is lacked balance, whatever is no longer fair, you're releasing that because, you know, Libras don't like confrontation. Libras are more confrontational than ever this year, and that's totally acceptable. You have the North Node in Aries, which is activating your seventh house of relationships. So you are feeling more bold and audacious with the people in your life and you're kind of being a little bit more demanding and I feel like you're kind of getting your freedom back in, in arenas that have to do with like shared resources, um, commitments, um, energetic exchanges. Like if you felt like a, like an attachment to something, um, that wasn't necessarily yours. Like you're also like breaking free of that. There's a lot of breaking free for, for Libras. And I think in addition to the letting go of the needing to please. I think Libras, not in a bad way, but Libras can also be, you know, they, you guys caramelize things. You guys are Venusian. Well, if you do this, mm. you guys are very convincing. And I think that we are, that is no, <laughs> I love how Carolyn just took a sip of yeah. Are you saying manipulative? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Passive aggressive? I didn't say that. You guys are very, it's, I mean, not to make the show about Libras, but I could because it's so hard to be mad at a Libra. Like, it is impossible. You forget why you're mad, but that's a whole other conversation. You guys are just very charming. But I think whatever you guys might have been kind of like, well, to avoid the confrontation, that's kind of like being wiped out. I'm mm -hmm. sorry for taking so long on Libras, I know, but it's for you guys. So with Pluto entering Aquarius, there is, this is the dawn of a new era of self-expression for you guys like creative projects, passion projects. And a lot of, I love how Carolyn said you wanted to learn more technology because that's totally the vibe. Pluto and Aquarius is going to activate Aquari um, Libra's fifth house of self-expression. So this is like creative projects, your talent, skills, and abilities, recognition. There's like a desire to really like stand in your, in your authenticity, but like more so like in an artistic way. This could also involve like, um, Themes with children, both your inner child and your relationship with your kids might transform in a positive way. It's always going to be in a positive way because that's what the cosmos are doing. They're helping us work in order for us to transform. And 
I mean, in terms of love, I mean, that could bring some pretty spicy fun down the road because it's literally Pluto, which is can be a little clandestine affair, a little sauciness, you know, because Pluto is a little taboo. So the fact that it's in your fifth house of romance and yeah, it could get a little steamy for Libras. Just saying. I'm excited for I'm you, Carolyn. <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> Look, I, I am all about my fifth house of self-expression and getting my resources back and breaking free. Oh, yes. So, yes. You're yeah. focusing on that. That's, where, that's where I'm so putting you're gonna my energy. You're going to leave the steamy romantic stuff for I'm going to leave it to you, okay. and I'm just going to be a beautiful bystander. Okay, okay. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so for Scorpios, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. That's Scorpio's modern ruler. Oh. This is a huge deal for Scorpio because Scorpio is a fixed sign. Aquarius is a fixed sign. So the fact that Pluto's entering a fixed sign, it's going to affect Wait, Scorpio's that- sense of self, persona, identity. This is all happening in the realm of family and stability and their foundation and their emotional comfort. I feel like Scorpios are also really inspired to take the lead in their day-to-day life when it comes to their work, when it comes to how they take care of themselves. Like Scorpios are getting their fitness game back on hundred um, percent. And I feel like if there's a creative avenue that Scorpios are entertaining, like there's no more beating around the bush for Scorpios, like no more idealizing, like Saturn is in their fifth house of creativity. It's like, all right, we'll write that book or make that ebook or start that podcast. Like stop, you know, doing everything, but what you need to do to like ground those gifts. Mm. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Scorp- Scorpio is really going to have quite a year. Yeah. Those Scorpios. So Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is actually another one that's going to have fun. Um, for Sagittarius, they have the North node right now in their fifth house of self-expression. So when we talk about that fifth house, it is a fire house and Aries is a fire sign. So there's a lot of passion, enthusiasm, um, energy with themes, with, with energies that have a lot to do with like their heart, like their heart, heart centered energies, like their heart's desires, whether creatively or in terms of romance, Pluto is going to activate their third house of the mind and of communication and their immediate environment. So I feel like for a lot of Sagittarians, the way that they see the world, the way that they communicate, the people they surround themselves with, that's changing. Um, They might be a little bit more direct and cutthroat with their communication. Um, They're just, you know, they're evolving mentally and, and emotionally and spiritually. But I think it's a year of them really following their heart. I like it. Yeah. A year of them following their heart. Or Capricorn. Okay, so wait, Capricorn. now we're back to like January, right? What, yeah, we're in we mean back to January. Sorry, we're in in the calendar year. In the calendar this year. Is yeah. into Capricorn's. Oh yeah. We're in December. the tenth sign right now, yes. Okay. Because the last Pisces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so for Capricorn, I mean, you're Genuinely, they're out of the woods because tomorrow Pluto leaves their sign. Finally, ah. since 2008. If you know of any Capricorns, we're talking about like mid December to like mid January. Yeah. They've been through it 
since 2008. Like it's been back to back transformation, but they've also really stepped into their power. There's no reason to be afraid of Pluto because truth be told at the end of the journey, like it's pretty badass. I mean, I will say that. Um, for Capricorn, I think one of their biggest concerns and focus this year, and they're being supported by the cosmos, their home, that feeling of like the hearth, the security, the stability. A lot of Capricorns are committing to, you know, that pursuit of like building a family or building a home or building something that's like solid for them. I think when it comes to their surroundings, though, they're having to set boundaries with people that might sometimes get in their head a little bit and tell them like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And it's like Capricorn is putting their blinders on. But at the same time, they're also checking themselves because there might be some mindsets that could have been inhibiting their greatest potential. And I think that they're coming to terms with that as well in order to create that life that they've always wanted. Okay. They've been on a journey since 2008. That I mean, that really stuck with me. Whew, Capricorns, yeah. can't wait to see what I'm you so do. Tired. Okay. I'm trying to think of like a Capricorn celebrity or something for reference, which I'll check in with you guys after because I can't think of one. I know that I could that normally, but fun to, to give each, um, yeah, sign to a celebrity next time. Okay. Next time. Who, who else do we have? What Aquarius? Oh, Aquarius. All right. You guys could talk. Cause I feel like I'm like making you guys dizzy here. Um, uh, for Aquarius, Aquarius, I mean, it's literally your year. You have Pluto entering your territory. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius, for real, for real, and I'm not just talking about the prelude last year, was in the late 18th century. This is a revolutionary, liberating, empowering time for you, where a lot of Aquarians are at the precipice of really stepping into their power to lead a revolution, to be what they're meant to be. I mean, Aquarius is, are not meant to fall in line. Aquariuses sometimes feel like the quote unquote outcast, even though some of them like doing that because they're natural rebels, they're geniuses, they look at the future, they don't look at like the basic stuff. They might be contrarian at times, but this is a really powerful time for you. And speaking of the contrarian energy, they have the North Node in their third house of communication. So they're very bold this year with their ideas, mm -hmm. with their um, exchanges, what they desire, what they believe in. But through that, I also feel like they're they're having to be a little bit more grounded and realistic with their finances because uh, of Saturn's influence. Saturn's kind of like making Aquarians be a little bit disciplined with like, what are you spending your money on? And but at the same time, they're all it's also working on their sense of self-worth and what they've, you know, allowed to get in the way of that self-confidence okay. in the past. So they're gonna be working on their self-worth and they're gonna be bold with their ideas. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes. <sighs> okay. Last one, Pisces. Pisces. So for Pisces, Pisces has Saturn in their sign. Saturn is a, is, a, is a planet of structure, discipline. It's also called like the Lord of Karma. Pisceans are really hunkering down on their foundation, their personal and their professional uh, pursuits. Who are they? What do they want to stand for? Are they doing the work? Like, I feel like if P Pisces can naturally like, oh, I'll save it for tomorrow. Like they're dreamers, they're idealists. 
Saturn's like, no, no, no more tomorrow. Like, get to it. A lot of Pisces might even feel a little pressure right now, but they have the North Node in their second house of values, money, sense of self-worth. So this is a nice monetary year for Pisces. Mm. Um, I feel, though, while that's happening, with Pluto entering Aquarius, it's going to touch their 12th house of their unconscious. I feel like a lot of Pisces are also healing and purging past, um, you know, energies that might've been, again, inhibiting them, stifling them from really stepping into their power or creating fear around their dreams and their goals. Like Pisces is like, well, I feel like Pisces is taking their power back. That's what it feels like. Mm. And it's going to take time, but they're, you know, it's getting down to business here for Pisces and they're taking their power back and they're owning up to their self-worth. Hmm. Okay. My daughter's a Pisces. Yeah. Oh, I love Pisces. My best friend since I was little, like most of them, I mean, I have Scorpios too. I have Libras, but like Pisces, I love Pisces. And my boyfriend of eight years is also Pisces. I love Pisces. Okay. When you said they're kind of like out there, kind of like dreamers, that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. She likes music and movies and art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Super tapped in too. They're very empathic. Yes. yes yes she is very empathic yes very wise like you can put a pisces in a room and, and not in a bad way like pisces can see deception pisces rules deception and not that they're deceptive but she if she tells you mom i don't like that person that's pisces they just know like straight up they just know mm. they're so witchy pisces always see through the, the veil they just do it's part of their of their nature. I need some more Pisces in my mm-hmm, life, I think. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Hope she likes whoever I bring home and have this spicy romance <laughs> with. I know. <laughs> and we brought it full circle. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that last part. I, I just heard the full circle. I said, I hope she like my Pisces. I hope she likes whoever I bring home and have this steamy romance with. Oh, she'll, yeah, because she'll tell you right away. It's crazy. She uh-huh. will. She yeah. really will. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This this was fun. was so fun. It was so enlightening. Valerie, you are such a bright spot. I love oh it. Oh, my gosh. I feel like if there's absolutely anything, because I feel like we talk about this on Instagram, if there's something that you guys want to know, I mean, let me know, as always. I, I'm here to help with anything. I'm so grateful you guys always reach out. I love um, coming on here with you guys. It's always such a pleasure. And I love just hanging out with you guys, seriously. I could do this for fun. You know this. I could talk your ears off just like chit-chat with you guys. Well, we will share your information in the show notes if anybody is interested. Um, And Valerie does on occasion do some readings, individual readings. So we'll share Valerie's info in the show notes. And um, thank you for coming in. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.